0: We live in an age without a whole lot of civil discourse, and much public discussion just ends up in a nonsensical rant. So how do we raise a generation who are intellectually sharp, logically sound, but also deeply humble? A a person who is as comfortable engaging a day laborer as a president? Well, my guest today, Brian Daigle, calls it street fighting logic. Stay tuned for this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them as we seek to influence the next generation. Get equipped to conquer the challenges, summit the peak, and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. We call it ancient future education for raising the next generation. Welcome to Base Camp Live. Now your host, Davies Owens. Well, welcome to Base Camp Live. Davies Owens here with Kelly Barber.
1: Hey, Davies. Good to see you.
0: It's good to be seen. I'm excited to have Brian Daigle with us here. How are you doing, Brian? I'm good.
1: Good, Glad Um, to be here. Those
0: who don't know you are headmaster and co-founder of the Sequitur Classical Academy in Baton Rouge. Um, it's good to know that uh, you guys eat well down in Baton Rouge. We yeah.
2: eat very well. You yeah. can't if you look at me. You can't tell that. <laughs> I no. was I, I was not <laughs> the purpose. Do they have food down there? When you that's what people think when they yeah, it's, at me. No, it's good food down there. <laughs> <laughs> any, bu- any butter? Yeah, yeah, yeah Right now, no, 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 yeah. no butter.
0: So you've got a lot of accomplishments, and you're a busy guy. I mean, and only you're you married to Lauren. You've got how many children do you have?
2: We have three kiddos. Three kids. Yeah.
0: Little ones, yeah, young, yeah. yeah, young,
2: yeah, five, three, and, and fourteen months. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow,
0: wow that's so. a great season in life. You're the president and author of Mud House Art and Literature. So we're going to talk about your book here in a moment. And you guys, are looking at these amazing sculptures you've done, these yeah.
2: busts of the greats. So, yeah, have you done one of yourself? Yeah, no, no, not yet. Not yet we, okay. Kevin and I have a uh, pact that he cannot bust to me and I cannot bust him yeah <laughs> um, but I, I, I lied about that my fingers were crossed yeah. uh, so we won't tell him that okay uh, yeah. But well, these are beautiful I mean they're heads of
0: he's posing right now
1: <laughs> right there yeah <laughs> Get a, get a uh, picture.
0: Can I get one custom made of Kelly? Would that be not You, de- you definitely can. Yeah. It's a bust and
2: put it on my desk. That's pa- exactly pa- right. Paperweight. Next yeah. to my C.S. Lewis and my Socrates. <laughs> you can put it in yes. random places, too. Like yeah. Yeah. when he wakes up in the morning, like right Ooh. in front of his... Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where's Waldo style. <laughs> there you <laughs> like it. Yeah.
0: So when you're not doing that work, Brian, you're, you're, uh, you're publishing... Uh, so your book that we're going to be talking about, love the title alone and the cover alone, and people need to see, see it. It's uh, Street Fighting Logic, uh, The Art of Arguing with Grandmothers and Coffee Shop Philosophers. So, I mean, that <laughs> is just a wonderfully provocative title. Yeah, yeah. And I know the cover is this beautifully colored, um, what's the term for it? Uh, head? Another bust, I it, guess? It, it,
2: yeah, it, it's, it's funny. I never made the connection. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a colorful bust, um, almost tribal and tattooed from top to bottom and, and and this is from a painting you found in yeah, New Orleans or something that's right yeah so when I was writing this I, yeah. I, I couldn't find the right cover art I, you know we, we loved um, uh, the arts and the importance of the arts and so I wanted to put some, some yeah. good art on all of our books yeah and so um, I went down to New Orleans went through a bin in the French Quarter of a bunch of kind of um, uh, poster card size hmm. uh, paintings found this one and said, that's it. It's we're, a beautiful cover. We're going with this, yeah. So
0: let's talk about the book. I mean, uh, the cover, That's we could just talk about the cover. That'd be a different interview. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's facing to the right. Because yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The symbolism of all. Of it.
1: Well, I don't know that we've
0: actually tackled the topic of logic um, uh, and why we teach it. It's clearly a big part of the whole classical Christian universe we live in. Yep. And we clearly live in a world today where we are in desperate need of logic. Mm. Um, if you turn on uh, any anything in the media today. It's basically just an, a firing of emotions and reckless opinions and nothing grounded, it seems like. So yeah. it seems like we've never needed logic more than today. Yeah. So um, maybe for those, just at a basic level, and we'll get into kind of the, how you're nuancing this in the book, but why, why do we why do we teach logic? What's the urgency and the need for that? Yeah. Other than what I just said, that <laughs> we've got a
2: mess out there. We need somebody to yeah. think straightly. Um, you know, the question is funny because um, uh, you can 't ask it or, or answer it without logic uh, in other words what I, what I mean is um, whenever you start talking about why logic is necessary, even in a skeptical way which you 're not, but like when parents or educators do it's it 's almost like do you realize that we 're swimming in it
1: hmm. right the
2: conversation of why we teach logic right. y- y- we 're swimming in logic so it it's it 's um, uh, um it 's um, it, it proves itself uh, in that sense. In, in the most basic sense, though, um, logic is defined as the art and science of reasoning well. Mm. It, it's how uh, Jim Nance defines it in introductory logic uh, through um, Ken Press and Roman Rhodes. Logic is the art and science of reasoning well. And so you say, okay, well, what, what are the reasons <laughs> that a human would want to do that? Well, historically, you could, you could give civic reasons right? You could give um, hum- humane reasons. You can give familial reasons. You can give professional reasons. Good thi- you know, <laughs> um, bad thinking is not a virtue. And no, no one says on a, on a, on a resume, um, I'm a horrible thinker. Could you please hire me? Yeah. Right. Okay? Right. I mean, um, these are the sort of things you, when you interview people from a basic human standpoint, uh, when you think about how government and politics work, um, how societies are held together, Human societies, they're held together by good, orderly thinking. Um, it, many other things, too. Uh, and then from a Christian standpoint, you see things like love the Lord your God with your mind. Sure. And you say, what does that mean? Because right. really, if you think
0: about it, we're, there's only kind of two choices. You're either going to be a barbarian, and you're going to solve things with a club
2: over your neighbor's head. That's exactly correct. Right. Or you're going to be a civilized person, right. and you're going to have to engage logically That's right. Right. in civil discourse. Right. And, per- and persuade them through various means, logic being one of those, right? right? I mean, Logos isn't the only mode of persuasion in classical rhetoric, there are others. Yeah. But Logos is a very important one. Logic is a very important um, means of of persuasion. Uh, And um, we are rational beings. Right, and that's not just that's not just an accident. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's like um, we are embodied creatures. That's not that's not just an accident. That's kind of yeah. fun. It is exactly how we live. Well, and, and to yeah. that very point, I mean, the, the centerpiece
0: of the trivium. You know, you got the grammar stage, and then we call it the logic stage, right. and it, we we talk about this this moment when our cute little grammar schoolers all of a sudden, I don't know if hormones and mental yeah. thinking come together, but all of a sudden this whole arguing thing starts happening. Right. And so I've always, in kind of my marketing pitch is that now we're going to teach them to argue well, right. you know, which is scary right. to parents, but
2: yeah, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to so do it anyway. Right. We should that's teach the them point to, to do it. Well. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and that, that's, it's really, uh, it's a lot of things that um, when you look at the classical tradition, even the non-Christian classical tradition, right? You're looking at basic human, endeavors and and, um, aspects. And so you say, we have a responsibility to not neglect those, right? So the two extremes I give in the book in the very last chapter is the impoverished intellect and the imprisoned intellect, Mm. right? The impoverished intellect is the one neglected and unfed and, you know, anemic. The imprisoned intellect uh, is the one that is not freed um, because it's absorbed in itself Right, it's it, it, it's it's intellectual, mm. right? It's um, uh, it's a it's um, it's someone, uh, who, who puts too much emphasis on the intellect. So, uh, uh, you know, academicians can put too much emphasis on the intellect. Uh, and as Christians, we see this balance in these these right. warnings in scripture. Because, um,
0: so. really, because it's you know, and we're going to continue to talk th- through really what I. Th- the importance of what you've done is, is really identify both the reason for why we're doing it, but also some of the pitfalls, the sides of the ditches that we can fall into yep. with, with logic. And I yep. think uh, my sense is that uh, often we we do it, and we don't always do it, we don't always teach it well, and sometimes it comes off um, too mechanistic. It's almost right. like, it's just right. like, let's just do these syllogisms, and it
2: becomes right. very right. written. And yep. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, know, I know, I don't, I don't want to give names, but I, I know that there are some movements out there yep. that teach I mean they teach a two-year logic curriculum in two semesters, hmm. and um, and I've spoken with lots of these folks, and the same, the same is true with every single person who's done this. The experience from the students and the parents is, we, what did we really get? Yeah I mean we, we got through the material, yeah, but but was it? Um, was it in, was it put into them uh, their imaginations? Did they have time to exercise with it in their lives? Did they have time to mess up with it? Did they have time to sharpen it when it got dull? Or did we just get through yeah. the, the concepts? Right. Well, and, that, and even that, and even
1: that. just the idea in, in the communal setting in the classroom of bouncing off those ideas around other people and then figuring out how to not pull right. the sword out every time. That's, ex- right? that's exactly correct. And right. Round off the edges a little bit. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and to
2: realize that lo- you know we could the metaphors are good here logic can be a sword, sure, but it's almost like logic gives you swords and it gives you daggers and it gives you throwing stars and it gives you a shield <laughs> and it gives you, a, you know, a leather pouch and it, sh- but in other words, like, this sounds like a video game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should create this, the classical logical video. <laughs> street
0: fighting logic. I was going to say, yeah. I think there was We're, we're going to talk game, about yeah. the street fighting <laughs> thing in just a minute. Yeah, that's, But, no, but you're, it, it's a beautiful thing when you see it in, in its great form. I mean, so many times, I remember back, you know, it's, it's always during the presidential debate seasons, you, you get, uh, you know, students will walk in and like, that was a non sequitur I heard last night. From yes. <laughs> Candidate so-and-so. Right. And it's like, wow, right. you guys are just beautifully yep. dissecting
2: this. Yep. It's great. And yep. there, are, there are layers, right? It's like you can, you know, and, and the, the, the classical movement is um, doing a good job right now of identifying the trivium, um, definitely a stage of development, but the trivium as parts of a subject, mm-hmm. right? So you can teach the students the logic or the grammar of logic, right? Yeah. You can teach the students the logic of logic. Uh, th- this really is, th- this text came about because I wanted to bridge um, a formal study of logic and a formal study of classical rhetoric, right? So logic is defined as the art and science of reasoning well, Rhetoric is defined as the art and science of a good man, persuasively speaking. And so then you go, great. How does a 10th grade boy do that? Right. <laughs>
1: as, as a father of a 10th grade boy, yeah. I'm do curious to hear it. your answer. Yeah, yes. Exactly, yeah.
2: He does it very poorly sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah. very, very articulately, but not necessarily right. very so, winsomely. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. right. That's, exact, that's exactly yeah. right,
0: right. But I got to get back to your this this. Uh, you talk about street fighting logic. So what, what is that? And what does that look like? We were talking about yeah. all these knives and star <laughs> right. things. And, yeah. Is that what you're right. talking about? Like what is it? What yeah. does it mean?
2: Yeah. So on on the back of the book it says um, logic for a for a poetic world. Okay. Right, logic for a poetic, poetic world. I'm still back on street fighting, so it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So so um, so why why I, why I named it street fighting uh, is because um, you think about different types of fights that um, a, a Christian can get in, right? And you, and you think of right, you think just just human. Yeah. What are the fights a human can get in? Right. So there's bar fights; those are crazy and ruckus and all sorts of bad things, you know, involved. There are street fights. <laughs> there are formal boxing fights. You, you think about the platforms, the reasons, the rules of fighting. Think about street fighting for a moment. Right. Street fighting is pretty impromptu. Mm-hmm. There's a certain setting that's pretty poetic. There's no rules. Right. I mean, there's no there's no of, of, of official you're going through these rules and you touch gloves and you go for it. I mean it's pretty impromptu it happens in a, in a setting where there's a lot of things around that can be used I probably played Street Fighter too much growing right up. I was going to say <laughs> this might be in my 40 and like subconscious you know you got, very you got the intense. Hadouken that you yeah. can use but it's
1: very emotionally intense, right? Like you said, it's not only spontaneous; it's it's often very highly, right? Highly. And there's people emotional. around watching. There's right. people around watching. Right. They could, I mean, so what pride I'm, on the line. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So what I'm saying is, you know, you think about fights that that you can you can get in. You can think you think about fights that your kids can get in. And, and Nate Wilson did a good job a few years ago talking about trouble, trouble, right? Being troublemakers and trouble you can get in, and Christians should be good troublemakers. Mm-hmm. So logic is a way to say how this text how do you be a good troublemaker with the formal study of logic and really the street fighting part comes in this is pretty this is pretty organic how this happens I mean you, Right. You, you, you go to spend time at Christmas with your family and suddenly you're in a political, political discussion. I was wondering
1: when we get to family. Yeah, meeting, that's family it. Family views, fights. Yeah, right. exactly. Is this is yeah. yeah. the grandmother comes in. Yeah, yeah. this is where the grandmother comes in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's cooking.
2: I'm trying to put grandmother in the street fighting. The whole right, thing right. is really, my head is trying to, yeah. Or, or you know, or yeah. you're sitting in a coffee shop. This has happened to me several times and I'm reading and someone walks up and says, why are you reading that? Or, or yeah. what are you reading? And you yeah. go. Oh, well, and you explain, and suddenly you're in an argument. Yeah. <laughs> you're in an ar- I mean, yeah. you're, you're in a verbal, and not, not a, it's not, yeah, not declaring, you know, yeah. shouting, but you're in a verbal disagreement, mm-hmm. a real disagreement. And, and so you have to say, how do I handle this? Right. And sometimes the answer is, stop talking. <laughs> right. Really. Right. And yeah. so it's interesting. Stop talking isn't a chapter in our logic and rhetoric sequence. <laughs> That's a
1: good point, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so, so really, what I wanted to cover in here was what are the ways to take wisdom and apply it in these organic, informal ways um, in these environments where we live, where our children live, mm-hmm. uh, in a way that truly loves your neighbor yeah. and loves God. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back um,
0: to this. This is such an important, I don't know, it, Brian, I think you're. you're wonderfully filling a void I think in this movement because I think we, we all think of logic and we go by the curriculum and we mechanistically do it, but we've, we've armed, this can be really dangerous. I mean, you're giving a weapon to a person that maybe has never been trained to use it wisely. And I can think of a quick story here before we get a break of a years ago sitting around with a number of graduates uh, from a variety of classical Christian schools. And one of them there said, you know, I'm really, just said, Hey, true confession, love my school, but I am really struggling with, um, a tendency I now have deeply trained in me to walk into a room walk into a conversation and immediately pull out her words were a sword and I start hacking away Mm -hmm. at that's true that's false that's That's true that's false and it's just like we have somehow created these classical you know wooden warriors that just chop at stuff
2: right and and yet, how can that person still discern, but have an immense amount of grace and be able to listen? That's exactly that's exactly correct. In fact, there's a section here called um, "Being a Good Listener." Yeah, right. And the importance of that as um, as a tactical play. Yeah, which right? is part of it. It's Exactly right? correct. Yeah, right.
1: it's rope a ro- dope. Right. <laughs> to use the street <laughs> right. fight. To use the fighting. That's analogy, exa- right. 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 That's Let exactly them wear right. themselves out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, hey, we're going to be right back with Brian Dagle. We're going to figure out how to uh, to to what would you just say rope it rope it oh, okay <laughs> yeah. we'll be right back <laughs> hey kelly it's a break here in the middle of our Basecamp live podcast and i just want to take a moment and convey to everyone listening how much i appreciate hearing from people out there
1: It really is encouraging to know who's listening and where and what state of the world they are with regard to classical education. It is hugely encouraging It is. I mean, I
0: don't mind just talking to you, but it is good to hear from other people. So thank you for all of you who have taken just a moment and dropped us an email, info at basecamplive.com. Some of you are emailing just to say um, hello, which is great. Some of you are um, telling your stories, and that's really a blessing to us. A lot of you who just say, I want to tell you my story personally or as our school is transitioning to classical Christian, we want to know— What's happening in your world? Um, for some of you, it'd be great to get you on the Climber series, but it's a, I'm humbled. I mean, literally, we are getting emails. Got one just last week from a classical Christian school in North Africa. I'm not even allowed to say where because they're in a pretty mm. challenging environment, mm. but blessings to these guys. They looked all around at various forms of education and said, this is what mm. we need to do to affect change for Christ in this part of the world.
1: Well, and and again, the whole notion of Base Camp, right, is we're getting together. We're you know kind of taking stock and figuring out what we can do to help each other out. There's a couple conferences this summer you're going to be at. There's some more opportunities there. Yeah,
0: we're going to be on the road. If you're attending the ACCS conference, uh, please join us. We're going to have an entire stage set up. Kel, you're going to be there with me. We're going to literally—we've never done this before. It's going to be just like a rolling live. We're going to have a live audience. I don't know. We'll probably do a dozen podcasts. So it will be a lot— of great interaction uh, there at the conference, and then we'll be at the SCL conference in Austin this summer. So, getting around to these great gatherings of classical Christian folks. But please drop us an email, we'd love to hear your story, and we'd love to uh, be of support to you. I'm increasingly doing more and more just consulting and coming alongside schools. So, uh, reach out to us info at basecamplive.com. Welcome back to Basecamp Live. Here's Brian Daigle, he's the author. Uh, street fighting logic, and we're talking about what this actually looks like. Um, Kelly, you live in a home with uh, yeah. some, some boys around that are right.
1: So Brian and I were just discussing this yeah. a little bit. We've got uh, we've come from families with lots of women, um, sisters, and and cousins, and things, and nephews and or nieces, not nephews, those kinds of things. So, um, but I happen to have two boys, and uh, so as as you're talking through this, man, I'm thinking as a parent. And obviously as an administrator as well and a coach, I'm thinking about seeing my boys go through, so I've got incoming junior, incoming seventh grader. Man, they are learning all these things and they are learning how to argue and they love to argue and thinking, okay, well that's great. And to the, your point, the sword analogy, um, I mentioned the word rope before the break, but you know, just generally the idea of maybe some tangible examples of when in your life you've seen or, or maybe even scriptural examples or, or examples in culture, whether they're political debates or whatever, where people say, you know what, I'm gonna step back, I'm gonna let this person really make their argument, let them make their case, and then kind of let it fall under its own weight or you know, take the time to respond in a way that's loving and not sword drawing. So yeah. anything you can yeah. maybe enlighten us there from a parent perspective? Yeah, yeah I, th- I
2: think um, uh, in the home, Right, parents have to be modeling this. It's the most important thing mm. that we could uh, consider in the classical movement is the importance of parents modeling this. Um, so so when, you, when you look at um, what, what we want for our children, because of classical ed, we want a life well-lived, which builds the new Jerusalem mm. on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. And so a life well-lived doesn't mean necessarily, simply subjects well-learned. Right? and argument's well won. Uh-huh. Um, it could it could mean um, well, it does mean taking what God gives us. Let's say in, in the gift of, of learning logic and learning classical rhetoric, an incredible gift that we can give our children and ourselves, and our churches. Um, that we can that we can take this gift and we can say, Lord, how do I love you with my heart, soul, mind, and strength with this gift, and how do I love my neighbor with this gift, and built in built into the Christian imagination is looking at something like this, the life of the mind and saying, what are those various um, components that we should or should not use at various times? So to get real practical here, yeah. Um, um, how a boy argues with his father <laughs> is different than how a boy argues with his brother. Mm-hmm. And, and then the question is why? And his mother. And his mother. By the way,
1: they're all different. Right, they're all different.
2: (laughs) And and then it's so important that you ask that boy, okay, why is it different? Why is it different? Mm. What you don't want to do is say, son, don't argue with me. It's funny, right? Right. You're sending him to a classical school. (laughs) And then you say, son, don't argue with me. And if he's had my classes, he will say, well, dad, Arguing is a set of statements, one of which appears to be implied or supported by the others. <laughs> so, surely you're not saying that because <laughs> right. I'm you're, being, you're paying for me to argue well. I know. Far. But it, it's funny you say you say um, you don't say "son, don't argue with me." You say, um, "All right, what does it look like to argue with me?" I want to argue. Let's do that. I, mm-hmm. I want you to do this well. But what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So, um, if you look at Scripture, let's go to Christ. Let's see how Christ argued. Let's do it. Christ argued with. Formal arguments. You, you can, Christ right, presented right. dilemmas, right? right? Um, Christ had um, hypotheticals that he would present. He would give a modus ponens, and he would present it and say, deal with it, right? Christ argued in parables. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Christ argued in parables. Mm-hmm. Christ said, I'm not going to give a formal argument. I'm going to give a parable. I'll tell you a story. And I'm going yeah. to give a parable because you're not going to understand it. Right. Not because it's revelatory. Right. But because it's concealing
0: because he was loving his neighbor and knew his audience That's exactly correct. Yeah,
2: yeah, i um, and um, how, how else did Christ argue he argued with his life?
1: Mm.
2: He argued with his life. Yeah. He lived the life that was his argument yeah. Love uh, my, the last section here is called love is your highest rhetoric mm. It's the last portion of the book mm. and it's a lecture I gave when I interviewed for my first classical job I had no clue what I was supposed to teach on. And I walked into a classroom <laughs> and I said, my lesson today is love is your highest rhetoric. And I foolishly said, if I'm not hired, I'm okay with that. As long as you understand what I'm saying, mm. that love is your highest rhetoric. Mm. And what I wasn't saying is the mushy, non-classical, you know, thoughtless, um, just love everyone. And right. don't it doesn't worry matter about what anything. you think. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, it. Yeah, that right. wasn't it. That wasn't it. It was, it was all these things are important. And, and they only are effectual um, in divine love and in human love Mm -hmm. expressed.
1: I hear, one of the things I hear as you're talking to is time, seasons, right? The seasons. Like, I think we have this idea, and I certainly know that 10th and 6th grade boys have this idea in their head that if I just stop and defer at this moment that i've lost that's exactly that's exactly right? that somehow right. okay well i just you said something i don't agree with it right. if i don't argue back that's exactly with you, right
2: proposition, then Propositionally, propositionally, and i'm yeah, yeah. Exactly. if i don't give a proposition right to to um overtake yours i have right. lost right and it's interesting that's a that's not a that's not necessarily a sinful response right. it's right. just an immature response right. right right and so the issue the issue isn't we need to teach our children how to not sin with logic. That's true, um, but it's we need to teach them to not be immature with mm-hmm. this gift. Mm-hmm. And so, in the home, um, um, teaching them um, how do, how you argue with your brother is different. And then why? Well, relationality. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's important. Mm-hmm. Personality. Your your brother. Your, you have to be more patient with your brother. Yeah. Then right. You, you, you have to be more patient with your brother than your sister, mm-hmm. or whatever, right, um, right. or your sister your sister's young lady, right, right. your sister's young lady. Let's just factor that in to how you argue with her over dinner right now Mm -hmm. and not smash her to a pulp. (laughs) Yeah, this is back to the grandmother. You don't smash your grandmother. (laughs) That's exactly correct. And it's interesting, my own life, um, I have a good relationship with my my maternal grandmother, uh, very much so, we've had a lot of differences and and theological differences, practical differences. It's funny, my arguments with her, so to speak, have lasted for 10 years.
1: Mm.
2: They're 10-year arguments. That's great. They're That's the best kind. Saying? Is, yeah. ten- baking, is right. she baking cookies during all of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's her argument to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah I mean, You've given up on your argument <laughs> Yeah, she gave you cookies. Right. She, yeah. I'm, I'm eating, so I <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very strategic. <laughs> right. Funny. right. So funny. All, you know, all of those, teaching, teaching a young man, for example, to say, look at context. Mm. Look at relationality. Mm-hmm. Look at the modes of persuasion and 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 how to apply those and of course the technical skills and the etc mm-hmm. sharpening the daggers and knives and what those are but knowing when to use those yeah. and knowing when not to
1: sometimes in our house we have to be really practical and just say hey i think your younger brother is going to be bigger and taller than you <laughs> <laughs> day, <so laughs> right, Be careful. Right. Right. Yes. you <laughs> might yeah yeah choose your words carefully right think about the future for a moment uh, <laughs> yeah that's really good no yeah. i really appreciate that heart behind that brian yeah. that's really well, and that's we, really we tell
2: our students um, we, we tell our students we, we we want you to come argue with us as teachers mm-hmm. i mean how silly would that oh, be if no, we said uh, yeah. don't argue with your teachers, we said, argue with your teachers so but know yep. what that looks like yep the so. deference and
1: everything else yeah, yeah.
2: The, the tone the posture the, Relationality the motivation is
1: a good word for that i really appreciate that yeah yeah that's
0: yeah. good so so brian we're um just as we kind of close it out any just as far as encouraging um your book to people i mean is it so, to kind of ma- ma- maybe speak as far as like a teacher who's teaching logic, obviously this would be a helpful guide for them just to yeah. frame the resources. Yep. So it's yep. not—it's again, it's not a curriculum for logic. It's that's really right. a guidebook for how to use logic wisely. Yeah, that's
2: right. So we we have our um, we have our 11th graders read this text okay uh, when they are leaving their formal studies of logic mm. and getting into classical rhetoric. It's mm. a perfect bridge for that. Yeah. Uh, New Saint Andrews teaches this in their freshman rhetoric class. Um, uh, you've got. Um, several ways that teachers can can take this even give a few chapters to their their students and say um, wrestle wrestle with the, the the application the biblical and wise application of the, the of the mechanisms yeah. right yeah. so as a teacher it is it's perspective for you that you don't fall into the rut of of being mechanistic with yep. logic that's right. um, um, for, for parents it really is a way to say What's the bigger picture of why we're doing this and the end goal yeah. that I can even apply in my mm-hmm. own life, in my marriage, in my church, you know, those sort of things. And
0: that's really important because, again, you might, it, you just, most of us didn't have logic if we didn't come to the classical right. Christian universe. So, but it's, uh, but again, it would be just a great reminder for all of us just on how to yep. approach fl- life. It, yeah, yeah, it
2: flies higher. I, you know, I say in the opening that there, there's no logical exercises or lessons. It flies higher to really give a broader, a broader view of the landscape yeah. of, of logic and classical rhetoric. Um, so that sounds
0: uh, great it's really so helpful, Brian, if yeah. folks want to uh, find out about the book
2: and more about you where do they need to go they can go to mudhouseart.com okay or sequiturbr.com okay that's our, our academy uh, and um, and our, our publishing house yeah and uh, everything can be there and all the art busts are all, all there the, the yeah. busts are there um, yeah Yep, yeah, all the busters are there, and we're we're rock and roll with those. How, how many those are, different those are, those people so have you busted? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the right word? We've <laughs> busted fifteen. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're up to fifteen. Uh, which and, and we only started doing this in October. Wow! I oh, know. <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. Um, Who would you start with? Uh, we started with our three house people okay. at our academy, so uh, Augustine, Lewis, and Chris Austin. Okay. Uh and then we moved to the seven uh, authors at the Wade Center, okay. uh, and, and doing a, a partnership with them up at Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, and then we we got two other schools on board that just found out about just us. To do it, yeah. And so we're we're adding their authors, and we're adding other authors that we love, and John that's Calvin great. and Luther and Wow, great. Yeah. Well, I do it one of Kelly, so that's going to be on. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. The greats. Yeah, the greats, you know, you Just yeah, want the greats. The greats. If, <laughs> yeah. if if, if, if Trump wins next election, then we'll maybe do a Trump. <laughs> oh, <one. you're> gonna, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would use that for many things. They would love it. Yeah. So,
0: all right, hey Brian, thanks so much for being a part of this. We'll have to have you back on. It, of so course, hard. take thanks, care. Bro. Of course.
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Basecamp Live. You know, raising the next generation of young people isn't easy. But we'd like to offer you some opportunities to join your fellow travelers in this journey of ancient future education.
0: Hey, Kelly, you know what's really exciting? We just added to the website, BaseCampLive.com, a whole section that's uh, designed around getting the word out. It's called Start Here. If you're new, it tells you how to get fully subscribe to it. If you're a school leader, um, you, can, you can link on to your school website and kind of get updates. Every time we do a new show is released. It appears on the school website. That's kind of, that's kind of exciting. And one of
1: the things that I'm really excited about is this new climbers idea that we're putting together. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, it's just simply we want to hear stories. I mean, what what I'm humbled by are the number of people literally around the globe who are saying there is a better way to raise next generation. And they're jumping in whatever their context is and we want to know what you're doing and kind of how you discovered this and we're just going to create some kind of smaller little vignettes of stories of people and uh so yeah info at basecamplive.com let us know what your story is
1: yeah we don't have to do this alone info at basecamplive.com that
0: sounds great all right thanks for joining us and see you at the next episode